are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. John Long, how are you doing this afternoon, my friend? I'm great, Tiny. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Last week was a huge week oh, yeah. for We're, Earth Oddity. Yeah, still riding the high off of that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, in case you missed last week's show, we were invited to do a public radio show out of Jackson called Everyday Tech right. on Wednesday. Yes. And uh, that is up uh, on iTunes if anybody right. wants to go check that out. Yeah, you can check it out on their podcast, Everyday yeah. Tech. Yeah. And we were also featured mm-hmm. on a app. All right, yeah. Uh, podcast Republic. To that's our right. To all our Android users out there, there's an app in the Google Play Store called Podcast Republic. It's free. Free. And in there, if you go to Top Charts and then go to their Featured section, we are featured there. That's us. So that was huge. Right. I have assuming the guy never listened <laughs> to us, but hey, I'm glad he did anyways. So, uh, And also, in addition to that, somebody unlocked the floodgates to the itunes reviews yes. we have a ton we of have them a, golly we have man, so many of them in. we won't get through them all right. today you know, which is like a problem we've been hoping <laughs> would happen and now that it's here i'm like man i wish i could read all of them now <laughs> where are you guys when we were doing 80s lyrics and you know stealing amazon reviews for other products so but yeah it's uh it's been a really huge week for eop has how we're you know, this is how, how the cool kids call it is EOP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a uh, a very big week for us. Um, you got any good stories this week? Yes. I have uh, laser eyes may be a thing in... Oh, yeah? It may be coming. Okay. Not like science may Science may have figured out a way to help us shoot lasers out of our eyes, finally. Well, okay. I've been waiting on that. <laughs> what have you got? Um, I'm, Dennis Rodman, the diplomat, you know, <laughs> has basically brought peace to the Korean Peninsula. So. Which is funny, because I remember joking about that way back when yes. you first started going right. to North Korea. Yes. I had no idea it might actually work. Well, first of all, I, I mean, I don't want to get into the, too much of the story, but clearly Rodman's a CIA agent or something, <laughs> you know. Uh, a super secret spy somewhere along that. that Always way. the one you least suspect. Exactly. I mean, his cover has been, you know, a tattooed, wedding dress wearing, rebounding machine. That was like his whole cover story. <laughs> yeah. And next, you know, he's been working the whole peace agreement between uh, North and South Korea and us, too, you know, That's ending true. the North Korea War. So. Well, right now, let's talk about a guy that we haven't talked in a while, talked about in a while. Oh, our favorite. Elon Musk. But eventually oh, yeah. you transform Mars into an Earth-like planet. The fast way uh, and the slow way. The fast way is, is drop thermonuclear weapons over the poles. You're a super villain! <laughs> now this is actually a very fresh story. This oh. happened yesterday. Wow. Are you familiar with this? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, mean, I let my Elon Musk guard down and he slipped a story <laughs> in on me. Well, Elon Musk, he, he does a lot... He does a lot of things, but right now he's trolling Warren Buffett. Oh, right. And they have a little tit-for-tat thing going on Twitter. I like to troll Warren Buffett myself. (laughs) Right. This is from Fortune right here. The headline, Why Elon Musk and Warren Buffett are Suddenly Trolling Each Other Over Seize Candies, Uh which is a candy business owned by... Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, which that's is, uh, Buffett's group, right? That's his yeah. group, yes. Yeah. Or which, can we call him Buffet? Always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does kind of seem like it should be Buffet. <laughs> I mean, there's Jimmy Buffett and then Warren Buffet, so. <laughs> well, anyway, during an annual Berkshire Hathaway meeting Saturday, CEO Warren Buffett offered some advice to Tesla's Elon Musk. Stay away from C's candies. Okay. What the renowned investor probably didn't anticipate was that Musk, a fellow multi-billionaire, would interpret his message as a dare. <laughs> Buffett, or Buffet, whichever you prefer. <laughs> That's who's, the French. That's, yeah, it. That's the French. Whose Berkshire Hathaway owns C's candies was responding to a shareholder's question about whether he agreed with Musk's view about so-called Economic moats, a term Buffett coined in a 1999 Fortune article referring to a company's wide competitive advantages. So I was kind of confused about what a a moat, air quotes here, moat is. I mean, in relation to a castle, I'm pretty familiar. (laughs) Right. Well, he uses the term to refer to anything that helps a company stay um, 
super competitive yeah. and ahead of their competition. Yeah. That's what I think it probably protects right. it in a way. So, yeah. like, you know, Coca-Cola, I guess their super secret recipe that nobody yeah. knows could be considered a moat. Right. But there's other kinds of moats, too. Um, yeah. well, one, one is like, you know... I guess the the cost of, of, of changing, like if you have an iPhone and you've had an iPhone for years and years and years, right. you're probably going to stick with iPhone because you don't want to learn another right. OS. Yes. Well, that would uh, that would also be an economic right. moat. Okay. You well, know. I mean, I get what you're saying. If you're Baptist, you call that a hedge of protection. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for all the Baptists, if you're a billionaire, you call there. it a moat. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> while Buffett has long extolled the benefits of moats, which are a key component of his stock picking process. Musk spurned the concept entirely during a Tesla earnings call this week. Quote, I think moats are lame, Musk told analysts on Tesla's first quarter earnings call Wednesday. They are like a, they are nice in a sort of quaint vestigial way. If your only defense against invading armies is a moat, then you will not last long. What matters is the pace of innovation. That is the fundamental uh, determinant of competitiveness. I'd so, say I agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's saying, look, all you guys who want moats, and I mean, if you're a business, I mean, you want to get, you know, patents. Sure. You want to lock down what it is you do that keeps you competitive. Right. But Musk, I mean. But you're going to have to keep evolving in right. the business sense if you're going to stay viable. Yeah, Musk, yeah. his moat is, hey, my product is just going to be so much better and right. so much cheaper than anybody else. That's yeah. that's his moat. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, presented with Musk's comment, Buffett acknowledged that the acceleration of technological advancement in recent years has made more moats vulnerable and susceptible to invasion, but he still believes the concept is crucially important and that some companies' moats are more impenetrable now than they have ever been. Certainly, you should be working on improving your own moat and defending your own moat all the time. And Elon may turn things upside down in some areas, Buffett said during the Berkshire meeting in Omaha. I don't think he'd want to take us on in candy. Uh oh. So that's a little bit of smack talk. I'll tell you. <laughs> Buffett often cites Seize Candies as a company with a wide moat because of the company's loyal, entrenched customer base, particularly on the West Coast, making it difficult for any rival chocolate chains to steal any business from Seize. Hmm. Berkshire Hathaway acquired Seize Candies in 1972, and Buffett is famously fond of its peanut brittle, which oh. he and his business partner, Charlie Munger, continuously munch on while answering questions for six hours at their shareholders' meeting each year. Some of Berkshire Hathaway's other businesses also have moats wide enough to stave off competition from an innovative tech upstart, such as Garnimals. Garnimals. Idiot! Garnimals. Yes. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Garanimals. Sorry. You're not up on Garanimals? I'm not up on Garanimals. No, no, That's not. hard to say. Yeah, Garanimals. A line of children's clothing it owns, Buffett added. Munger also scoffed at Musk's perspective on moats. Elon says a conventional moat is quaint. And that's true of a puddle of water. <laughs> and he says that the best moat would be to have a big competitive position. And that is also right, Munger said. It's ridiculous. Warren does not intend to build an actual moat, even though they're quaint. Musk, who did not attend the meeting, caught wind of Buffett and Munger's comments and apparently felt he was being trolled, responding to Berkshire Hathaway executives in a series of tweets. And this happened yesterday, by the way. Musk fired off a musical YouTube clip from the movie Trolls. <laughs> then Musk announced on Twitter, I'm starting a candy company and it's going to be amazing. Okay. Although the Tesla CEO insisted he was super serious, the tone of his Twitter thread, which he also noted that the plot of Willy Wonka is really messed up, <laughs> suggested otherwise. I agree with that, by the way. <laughs> kind of is. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. But if, if there ever was a, a, a chocolate factory that would be run like Willy Wonka, Tesla, I, yeah. I mean, Musk would be the one to right. do it. Yes. Still, Musk added... Okay, okay, just for the sake of argument, what do you wish for in candy? He followed that up with a single one-word tweet, which he suggested for his name as a crypto candy. <laughs> <laughs> Both Muff, Buffett and Munger loathe cryptocurrencies, which the Berkshire CEO on Saturday predicted will come to bad endings. Later in the evening, Musk referenced Buffett, Buffett directly, 
tweeting that he was going to build a moat and fill it with candy in order to lure Berkshire Hathaway into investing in his confectionery adventure. Wow. As for whether the investing duo will respond to Musk, it's unlikely that they even took notice of his tweets, which I don't even know if they know what Twitter is. Warren Buffett even have (laughs) a a smartphone? It says that while Buffett does have a Twitter account, he has tweeted exactly nine times and not since the 2016 Berkshire Hathaway meeting two years ago. Oh, he's probably already forgot the password of that thing. But I will say this. It would not surprise me that if Elon Musk sure enough did start a candy company. Right. Because he's the kind of guy who just on a whim... Everyone thought he was going crazy when he said he was going to, you know, start a boring company to dig right. tunnels, but yeah. he did it. Right. So who's to say he's not going to start a candy company? I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He yeah. put a car in outer space, so you know he could he could do candy. He's so. probably going to stick golden tickets in chocolate bars for to, go to, <laughs> to go to Mars. Yeah. Which, <laughs> and I've never heard of C's cam- candy or right. whatever it is. You know, I guess it's big on the West. Coast, I was about to say, like I guess it's said, big on the West Coast. It's not down here. Yeah, so. Musk could capture this our audience in the South pretty easily. I mean, we like some candy down here. Peanut brittle? <laughs> we I mean, do. Straight up. I love peanut brittle. I will fight you for peanut brittle. <laughs> um, are you familiar with the term swatting? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. So um, this headline has a uh, what we would call a dirty word in it, so I'm going to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it says, your rump is about to get swatted. Swatting suspect tweets from jail. So uh, <laughs> okay, now for a listening audience out there who yeah. doesn't know what swatting right. is, swatting is uh, uh, making a fake emergency call. And uh, so, like, if I were to call the nine one one and say, "Tiny Sullivan is over here and he's got somebody held hostage and he's going to do bad things to him," then the SWAT team shows up, kicks down his door, and everything, and he's mm-hmm. sitting there. Eating popcorn, watching you know Monday Night Football, or right? Whatever. So, um, it's, and this this especially got big in this new YouTube area or, yeah. or Twitch, where right. where people will be playing video games with each other. Yes. And this one dude in Ohio, he's like really really good, and he's you know whipping your tail in Halo or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. You call the SWAT team on him right. during the game, during the game, and then you get you actually get to watch on his Twitch channel as the right. SWAT the SWAT, SWAT team, team kicks in his door yes. and takes him off to jail, and he's done nothing wrong except beat you in a video game mm-hmm. or something, you know. Uh, well, so Tyler Barris, um, who is this gentleman, stands accused of making a fake emergency call uh, that led to the death of a Kansas man. He is being held in the Sedgwick County Jail. Um, he's been there since January. He's not supposed to have internet access there, but on Friday, the Wichita Wichita Eagle noticed Barnes tweeting, "Uh, how am I on the internet if I'm in jail, Barris wrote. Oh, because I'm an (laughs) e-god, that's how. (laughs) All right, you know who was talking um, mess, to put it, Barris got some colorful language here. (laughs) Uh, And 19 minutes later, he said, your rump's about to get swatted. So, uh, the tragic incident that landed Barris in jail occurred last December. Two Call of Duty players got into a heated argument. Okay, so I play Call of Duty. (laughs) And uh, one of them recruited Barris, an internet troll with a history of making malicious prank phone calls to swat the other player. Barris called Wichita authorities pretending to be a deranged gunman holding his family hostage in an effort to have a SWAT team raid the target's home. But the target lied to Barris about his home address. So police surrounded the home of Andrew Fitch, a 28-year-old man who had no connection to the online dispute. Fitch opened the door with his hands up, but an officer shot him after, according to police, he appeared to reach for his waistband. Fitch was unarmed. Hmm. Uh, Barris, who lived in the Los Angeles area, was arrested and extradited to Kansas, according to the Wichita Eagle, and he's been in charge with involuntary manslaughter, giving false alarm, and interfering with law enforcement. Uh, Sedgwick County Sheriff's Office told the Wichita Eagle on Monday that Barris had taken advantage of a flawed software update on the jail's internet kiosk. These kiosks are supposed to allow prisoners to perform a limited set of functions, like purchasing items from the prison commissary or sending or receiving electronic messages but they aren't supposed to allow general internet access. But this guy was able to figure out how to access his Twitter right. account while he was in jail. 
Yeah, they did a software patch, and mm-hmm. it temporarily allowed users to visit unauthorized websites. Which, buddy, I bet you there was a line at the kiosk <laughs> when they figured that out. Uh, Varus used this brief window of unfettered Internet access to post Twitter. We could be sure that prosecutors are making copies of these tweets for use during the sentencing phase of the case. Y'all should... Here's another quote, another tweet from him. Y'all should see how much swag I got in here. <laughs> Bears wrote in another tweet before internet access was cut off. So, um, you know, I've never considered in all of my Call of Duty playing that someone could have, you know swatted me but i don't right. i normally just get yelled at for being horrible by other 12 year olds right. so i don't know if they're gonna do that to me but uh and i i've gotten to where i just mute everything i was gonna say i think they're usually gonna do that to the players who are really good yeah right yes you know which uh which is horrible and dangerous yeah because yeah. this this guy got you know he got killed he got killed now, i mean it sounded like the police were a little trigger happy i don't know you know weren't there Said he was so you cannot put your hands anywhere near your yeah, waistband. Right. Yes. Because well, they are trained. There have been plenty of times when, right. you know, a guy who seemed like he wasn't a threat, right. just out of nowhere, yes. he's got a gun. Well, you know? as my cousin, who's a, a, a state trooper, told me once, because I was like, why are you guys always mean to everybody? You know, like, I'm just a normal <laughs> dude. I get pulled over, and you guys are all mean. And he's like, well, because... Uh, you know, one out of 1,000 people wants to kill us, and we don't know who that one person is. So right. We have to assume everyone is that way. And I got that. You know, I do. But I And also, think he, about this. Probably a good... Most of the people police officers deal with are not your normal everyday... Yeah, right. A lot of times it's people they're, who are too rowdy. Right. They're not they're a little intoxicated, sales, yeah. or they're, you know, used high on some right. substance yeah, that's illegal. Yeah. They're not sales managers from right furniture they're not dealing yeah, with right. typically they're dealing with the dregs of society that's yeah. just the business yeah right i mean it's just the nature yeah. of the game they mm-hmm. play but uh but yeah i mean i can't believe first of all that we're going to get so mad over a game all right this is the same thing i feel like when people are yelling at me <laughs> right. for being horrible like you're getting this worked up over something that's not real life you right know, this is just this is all fake you know it yeah. doesn't matter in any sense you know i'm we're not playing for the Super Bowl of Call of Duty or whatever. We're just goofing off here. At least that's how I view it, which is probably why I'm not very good. And uh, and people were like hollering and cussing at me. And yeah, I don't get it. I'm just I like, man, like you must not have real problems. You know, like, right. if you're this worked up over that, then you don't have real problems. So, mm-hmm. Same for if you're calling the SWAT team on somebody because you got so you can argument. win a game. Yeah, right. That nobody's going. The only thing people are going to remember. 10 years from now is that a dude got swatted right yes. you know nobody cares about your kill to death ratio no you know like when you get out in the real world that's never came up in a co- in a conversation ever you've never been asked on a job application right. what your kd yes. ratio yes, in halo right. 3 is what's your score per minute i need to know before <laughs> before we uh before we uh hire you on here you know so i mean i could get it if you're working in you know for ea sports or whatever mm-hmm. but not everybody's going to be doing that. Most of us just work regular old jobs where no one cares if you play video games. In fact, I can talk to people I work with about video games, and I'll get the same reaction when I talk about our podcast, which is like they gloss over and they give <laughs> right. me a few courtesy uh-huhs, uh-huh, and then I, you know, they go on about their day and I go on about mine. So, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's a tragic story. Old boy ought to be smart enough not to be tweeting out things. That's hilarious. He's, yeah. I mean, he's in jail. Right. He... For just a moment, gets access to the internet, mm-hmm. and what does he use this opportunity for? Right, he doesn't want to talk to his mom. No, he doesn't want to talk to his girlfriend out there. No, he's he gonna, uses it to swat another person. He's he's trash talking. <laughs> he's trolling people on Twitter to help these other two guys win a Call of Duty game. Yeah, right. So it's ridiculous. It is. It's crazy. I hope you know. I hope that he is. I hope he is charged with. Oh, what they, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. been charged with, I forget what exactly what the list was, but yeah. I hope that he is prosecuted. Yeah, you I mean, know? it was like involuntary manslaughter or something. Right, you know? because that dude, he would have, the only thing that would have happened to him that night is he would have won a Call of Duty game. Right, yeah. And been super pumped yeah. about it. Right, and you could have went on about your life, you know, but 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up like super into video games, but none of it's that important to me. No, you know? no. I'm just like, yeah. That's why I like to play the computer. Yeah. Because now maybe I'll get upset when AI takes over <laughs> and I can't, you know, beat the computer. Right. Well, and I admit there are times when I get frustrated when I die like 27 times mm-hmm. in a row without any, like I just spawn and somebody shoots me in the face like right after I spawn. Because <laughs> they're camping out yes, in the spawn right. spot. Yeah. And they just got a sniper <laughs> rifle like aimed right where I happen to appear. That, that gets me a little frustrated, but I'm not yeah. going to go to. I'm just like, oh well. The next game, I'm going to try to do that to somebody. You yeah, know? and I usually will get like two in before somebody blows me up. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just not very good. All right, the next story. I'm going to try to go about this one a little bit different. Okay. Okay. All right. This is a uh, John. We've got another mystery pooper. Oh, for real? <laughs> we've talked about these guys before. Yeah. What is up with the poopers? So okay. I am the principal. Of a school in New Jersey, oh. and I need a hot shot detective to fly on up here to New Jersey okay. and figure this out. All right. All right. Well, what's the case? So, uh, your detective, do, do you have a nickname? Uh, Dragon Booty. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> detective John Long, yeah. a.k.a. Dragon Booty. Dragon Booty. You get on, on the, the plane. the job. <laughs> you get on the plane, you come to the New Jersey. Right. You get off the plane. I'm here. And you walk up, and you got the chief of police, and you got uh, the, you got the principal of uh-huh. the school. Okay. And so go. Hey, uh, okay, guys. So I've been I've I've been told there's a crime here. Uh, let me get out my notepad. Make some notes. All right. Lay out the story for me. Okay. Let's hear what's going on. Well, every day, you know, for the last for a couple months now. Oh, okay. Someone has been pooping on the high school running track. Oh. Okay, and it's been going on, and we don't know who's doing it. We need you, to, we need you to sniff out this mystery pooper. <laughs> I say it's a stinky situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's clearly. I mean, my first thought would be a student, right? Okay. Well, chief of police here, yeah. Jim Hopper. Hey, chief. <laughs> he has. Uh, he's interviewed all the students, oh. and uh, all of them have said that they had nothing to do with it, and of course that's absolutely what sure, they would right. say. Yeah, but we believe them. Okay, for whatever reason, they all have alibis. I guess. Yes. All right. Huh. Well, what time of the day is it? Is it going on? Early but, morning. Early morning. Early morning. Okay. Well, that kind of does rule out students. Yeah, high schoolers aren't known to get up real early. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. Something stinks with this story, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I, I'm kind of out of a loss here. The groundskeeper. Oh, I didn't it, think about It could that. be him, but we don't think it's him because yeah. he's the one that has to keep cleaning it up. What about other teachers? <laughs> and he's threatening, yeah. uh, well, maybe. It could be. But, uh... I'm surprised you haven't asked if there's any video surveillance. Oh, well. Of the yeah. area. I, mean, I imagine that would be offered to me when I show <laughs> right. up. Yeah, what about the video? Can we go to the tape? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, the chief of police here, he's too cheap to spring for prime, so we couldn't get two-day shipping. <laughs> but it's on the way. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Well, what have they seen on the tape? So Okay. We, uh, we put up the tape, and... Uh, we do see somebody who it looks like we may know who the perpetrator, the perpetrator oh, is. The perpetrator. Okay. But uh, um, turns out it's a jogger. Okay. Oh man, what is up with joggers <laughs> and having to drop one while they're out running? You know, because the other ones we did were kind of the same things, right? Yeah. What is up with that? Okay, so God, I don't want to run now. Messy bridges up. <laughs> You know who this? Uh, you know who this uh, this poop trader turned out to be. Yeah, I mean, who? I, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath. He's actually my boss, the superintendent. What? It's the superintendent. Really? The headline no. here: Superintendent charged as mystery pooper out till the end of the school year. Oh man. This, Does he not have a key to the field house or something? I don't know. Golly. Anyway. The superintendent accused of defecating on the Homdale High School track has been suspended with pay, mind you, for the rest of this school year. Kendall Worth Superintendent Thomas Tragolini, 42, will remain on paid leave through June 30th after he was arrested Monday while he was running at the high school track. The school board decided Saturday in a special meeting. 
The board on Saturday did not say what would happen to Tragamolini's job after June 30th. Homdell police previously said they had set up surveillance after track coaches and staff told the district resource officer they had found human feces on or near the football field every day. Wow. After school officials began watching the area, police said they saw Tragmolini in the act of relieving himself. Police arrested him around 5.50 a.m. Monday. He is charged with lewdness, public urination, slash defecation, and littering. Mm, I doubt those charges are going to get wiped clean. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Brian... Lucalini, the Kendallworth District Director of Academics, will serve as the superintendent while Tragmolini is on leave. He took over for Tragmolini after the superintendent requested and was granted paid leave from the district Wednesday evening. Hmm. He was previously the principal of a high school. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's not important. Board President Nancy Zimmerman said in a prepared statement after the meeting that Tragamolini's contract runs through June 30th, 2020, and the state law prohibits suspensions without pay unless there is indictment or tenure charges. The board is mindful of its rights and responsibilities under these challenging circumstances and looks forward to refocusing its energies on educating the children and serving as responsible fiduciaries of our tax dollars, Zimmerman said. Tragmolini has declined to comment on his arrest. The law firm he has hired to retain him, the law offices of Gerald A. Defudo and Gerald L. Dufudo, could not immediately <laughs> be reached Saturday. Tragmolini, who is paid $147,504 per year. So $147,504 a year. And he well, I mean, this is just a toilet. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a good I point. Mean, he lives about three miles from the high school in Aberdeen. He previously was the chief academic officer in Keensburg and also worked in Plumstead in Freehold Borough. He was once a part-time lecturer at Rutgers University, but a spokesman said he does not currently work there. A court appearance for him is scheduled May 30th. Carmen Bucko, who said he is a former high school board member at Saturday's meeting, urged the board to more carefully vet future hires. I would say that's good yeah. advice. He asked the board how they will char- how hold on let me start over. <laughs> he asked the board how they will change the background check process. <laughs> board members said that they are not willing to discuss that at the time. Well, I mean, I think they're all just kind of dumbstruck that it's not some teenager yeah, or right. homeless guy. That's got to be the, shocking. It's the know? superintendent, or as I like to say, the pooper intendant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder. I mean, shout I, out to Mr. Wilts Couture who sent this in. <laughs> so yes, thanks, Wilts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say. Well, first of all, he, I mean, this seems like a pretty small town. He's definitely going to face a smear campaign. Maybe <laughs> maybe defecation of character. I mean, defamation of character. Uh, it's going to be rough on him. But he's he's charged with like a lewd, lewdness or lewd act or whatever. And littering. Yeah. Well, but I mean, is it a lewd act if nobody's there to see you? Like, uh, it's like the old, if a log falls in the woods <laughs> and nobody's there. If a log falls on the track and nobody's there to see it. <laughs> you know, I was. Yes. I'm just. I mean, if I was a defense attorney, or if I was his attorney, you know, that's that's what I would bring up. Like, you need to take off that detective hat and put yeah, on that. Put on my attorney that suit. But I, you know, I don't know. But uh, man, what is up with people running and poop? What's up, runners? I see all of y'all out there with your 13.1 and your 26 point whatever. Well, it says here in the article that he lives three miles away from the school. And so I'm guessing he was just using the track to run. Right. But then he probably jogs up there. Maybe that morning coffee hits him. I don't know. All that jogging, he he gets loosened up and he can't get to a toilet, I guess. I don't know, man. Golly. I mean,. The big question I have is, well, what about the cleanup? I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, are you carrying paper with you? Because that, I guess, would be the littering part. I mean, part. You, you've I mean, only got so many socks. Yeah, right. I mean, you go in, I mean, if you got to jog three miles back home with a dirty butt, that's, I mean, you're talking about some chafing issues. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. I mean, we've all been camping and we had to, <laughs> had to rock and roll out there, but, uh, you know, this is a whole. I mean, I was always prepared being a scout for those situations. So, man, but wow, that's oh, kind of wild. The that's crazy. Intended, yeah. 
Golly. Every day for months. And now his career is down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, he is, he's, yeah. He's messed up. How do you come back from that? I guess you, you do. Move. You just got to move. You just pack up, go to across the country, start applying for jobs over there, and hope it doesn't catch up to you. I mean, that's the only thing I can do. Go find some little tiny school in Idaho. And, that and then if it call. does catch up to you, be like, well, it was a different time. Yeah, I'm a different a bad, person now. It's a bad place in my life. You know, I'm really into physical I was a young fitness. man at 42. <laughs> now I'm way more mature at 45. I've learned from my mistakes. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. I don't know. How do you come back from that? That is rough. Uh, but I tell you what, when he does come back, to whether it's to get his stuff or they give him his job back, his nameplate needs to say Pooper Intendant. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's got to. It's yes. got. You got to wait. Before, I mean, you got to wait for that crop of kids that are in school to move on out before you ever go back to that school. You know, you got to wait to like the ones that are eight or nine who don't even pay attention to the news now or up into high school before you go back and give like the anti-drug talk or whatever. Because, man, every time I got in trouble, I'd be like, "Well, it's not like I was pooping on the football that's field." Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm getting suspended for kissing my girlfriend. It's not like I pooped on the football field. You know? like, what's, where's our priorities yeah. here? You know? This guy's still got a job making $147,000 When I get year. suspended, I get a zero on all my tests that I missed. This guy's got a paid vacation. <laughs> for dropping deuces. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that is wild. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you got to go. You got to go. So much wrong with the world. There is. There is. I, yeah, I feel like we knocked that story out of the park, though, yeah. by the way. I just like to say that. That's no practice either. I went no. in cold. You went in cold. <laughs> I feel like we did a good job. I just want to pat ourselves on the back. That's the kind of stuff that gets you on Mississippi Public Broadcasting right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's that's it. Thank good job. You. Thank you. Um. Our next story really hits home to me, being former restaurant uh, manager. This mm-hmm. is from munchies.com, munchies.vice.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, a restaurant manager shows up at a woman's house at 10 p.m. after she posts a three-star Yelp review. <laughs> so it wasn't even a one-star. No, it was I'd a three-star. I would hate to know what he does oh, to the people who leave him one-star reviews. He starts swatting people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The quote that begins the article here says, "Our manager has been in the customers has been in the customer service over many fields. He is super passionate about servicing customers and enjoys doing that, and loves to interact with people." The Yelp page for La Porcetta, a pizza restaurant in Sterling, Virginia, says, "But the manager also has some unconventional methods of interacting with his customers." like allegedly banging on the front door at 10 p.m. to have a conversation about why the restaurant only deserves three stars on Yelp. <laughs> what time? 10 p.m. Okay. That's well past bedtime, you know, right. for most people, you know. I mean, I mean, I can see it's not like it was 1 a.m., right. but that's yeah. still kind of late yeah, to be yeah. paying me a visit. I mean, really, you can, I mean, I think normal in the South here, you know, eight between 8 and 9, you're cutting off and right. knocking on anybody's door unless there's an emergency. Um, Yesha Callahan, the deputy managing editor for The Root, said she placed an order from La Porchetta on Sunday evening. When her burger and Zapoli arrived, the delivery dude asked if she could review the restaurant after her meal. After what she described as an underwhelming dinner, a recently defrosted burger with no lettuce or tomato, soggy Zapoli, Zapole and sorry-looking steak fries, she did as she was asked and wrote about her three-star meal. Callahan's review wasn't scathing, it wasn't rude, and it didn't cover anything but her disappointment with the dry burger and flaccid pastries. Uh, maybe next time I'll try the pizza, she wrote, before presumably getting on with the rest of her evening. At about 10 p.m., she heard a knock on the door, which she didn't answer, And then a number she didn't recognize started blowing up her phone. A few seconds later, uh, the same call came in. I sent it to voicemail again. I'm just want to, you know, right real quick. If this is my wife, she's calling the police (laughs) at this point. You know, (laughs) this time uh, they actually left a message. Um, Hello, this is in in an audible name, the manager of La Porchetta. I'm outside your door. I want to speak with you about your Yelp review. Uh, she tweeted out, so the night just got weird. My dinner was delivered, and the delivery guy asked me to leave a review on Yelp. 
So I left a three-star review because it was mediocre. Well, why did the manager, uh, blankety-blank, just knock on my door at 10 p.m. and then call to say <laughs> it was outside? He wanted to fix it. He wanted yeah. to make it right. Hey, right. no one comes to my house, so to hear someone knocking at 10 p.m. is all types of crazy. B, did he really think I was going to answer the door or even a phone number I don't recognize? Which, time out. If you're afraid to answer a number that you don't recognize on a phone that's calling from a separate location, you need to, you just need to, you're not an adult, you know? Like, if if I answer the phone and somebody I want to talk to, I just hang up on them. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, answer your phone, people. I get this stuff to call people from work sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. And they won't answer it, and I'm trying to tell them, you know, they got approved for $3,000 mm-hmm. credit or whatever. They won't answer. I have to leave a voicemail. And then they immediately call me back and I have to go through it all again with them. Right. Just answer the phone. You know, if it's a bill collector, hang up on them. Who cares? You know, if it's your ex-girlfriend, hang up on them. You know? Anybody out there trying to get in touch with me, I prefer text and emails. Yeah. Just I mean, so you know. <laughs> if you call me, I'll answer it if I have I never have my ringer on a lot right. of times anyways. So, uh, but yeah, I'm just saying, why are people afraid to answer the phone? That's all I'm saying. Just because you don't know who it is. You know, it's like, oh, this might be the boogeyman. You know, whatever. Who cares? Hang up on them. They're yeah. like in another location. It doesn't matter. What are they going to do? Call you back? Hang up on them again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get Make it. a game out of it. Yeah. I do not get the people who are afraid of the phone. Anyways. Well, I, always, I typically answer my phone because I, I just know the one time yeah. that I don't answer my phone, right. it's going to be the one time like the publisher's clearinghouse lady yeah. was calling me well, and I've uh, missed out. I did have a guy named Andre who called my number a lot, and I think a lady of the night gave him my number. <laughs> right. Because he would call, and he would call at weird times, like when I wasn't paying attention to leave voicemails, I was like, hey, this is Andre. So he's like, <laughs> just seeing what you was up to tonight, if you want to come over, you know. And so finally, I was, well, in fact, I texted him one time, and because it was like later when I got the message, like, hey, Andre, my name is John. I'm a 41-year-old man. I don't know how you got my number, but <laughs> right. I don't imagine you want me to come over you know mm-hmm. and so it, that went away for a long time and then about a week ago his number popped up on my caller id again and so i answered it and i was like hey andre uh <laughs> I, this is john and i'm I, you're trying to get in touch with mercedes you can call me dear john yeah. you're trying to get in touch with mercedes and i'm not mercedes i don't know mercedes i can't afford a mercedes <laughs> either the kind you want or the kind i want so you know, let's just leave it at that. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry. I must have got the number wrong. So right. I'm saying that's all you got to do. Andre meant no harm. Right. Know? I mean, at least to me. So anyways, wow, that was a little bit of a, <laughs> all right, let's get back to this lady. Uh, she responded as anyone uh, in that situation would with a, uh, um, man, this lady's got some language on her, man. She, <laughs> uh, with a, uh, she was just uh, she was aspirated. She was being kind, leaving yeah. the three star. Yeah, uh, and a call to the local police department. The cops came, took her statement, and offered her police protection from the kind of individual willing to have a confrontation after being called out for his mediocre burgers. <laughs> uh, Callahan then updated her Yelp review. Naturally, downgrading Uh-oh. La Porchette at a one star, probably only because you can't leave a negative star. How dare you show up at my house? What kind of business are you running, she asked. And yes, the police have been notified. Next time, don't ask for a review A review if you don't want the truth. Um, she filed a complaint with Yelp, who acknowledged that what the manager had done was inappropriate and crazy. Um, <laughs> and crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, they didn't exactly use that word. It said, we're sorry to hear about your experience following your review. Uh, this past weekend, and we want to ensure that we take these types of issues very seriously. Standard company right. response. Um, we've elevated the issue to our delivery partner, Grubhub, who has begun an initial investigation into the incident and will take appropriate action, including terminating the restaurant's contract. As of Thursday, La Porchetta is still listed on Yelp. The day after Callahan's nightmare, this seems a little extreme, a man named Joshua gave it two stars for the paper-thin meat on his gyro and a weird tzatziki sauce. Uh, I would personally like to invite you back to make up for your last order, the restaurant responded. I look forward to meeting you and giving us a second chance. Uh, listen for the doorbell, Joshua, it says, just in case. <laughs> so, so I mean, it is kind of crazy. Yeah. But, dude, he's trying to fix it, right. you know? Well, I have a lot of problems with Yelp anyways, although... I had a very good Yelp rating, and they actually, like, sent me a sticker, like, you know, put this in your window because people love you mm-hmm. on Yelp or whatever. Right. But 
I don't think we should give everyone the power to be a critic. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, and I made this joke with my wife. So my wife watches Dancing with the Stars. Right. Okay. I will sometimes watch Dancing with the Stars with it. Neither one of us have ever ballroom danced in our life. Someone will do a ballroom dance and we'll be like, that is trash. You know? Like, we, we, Y'all have become... Yeah, we're somehow you know, some sort of expert. You know, become we're experts. like, oh, how could they give them a seven? That's like a five. You know, we're like all appalled about it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, uh, Yelp's kind of the same way. You know? Like, not everybody... I mean, you may enjoy food. You mm-hmm. and I enjoy food. But I'm not a restaurant critic in any way. Right. Especially if you're getting stuff delivered. I mean, (laughs) what's your expectation level there? Delivery says, I like your restaurant just not enough to come down there and eat in person. You know, that's (laughs) all delivery is. And so, I mean, you're getting the food that's made, boxed, wrapped, and then driven to you. It's not going to be as fresh as it is. And if you're delivering off of a, you know, a delivery, if you're reviewing off of a delivery, rather, then uh, you should take that into consideration. You know, yeah, your burger's not going to be as good as if it comes straight off the grill. So right. I'm just saying, everyone, just um, be cool with your Yelp reviews because then you get some... Be yeah. honest, but yeah. be kind. Right, yes. Kind of like with uh, your Earth Oddity reviews. <laughs> yes. Really, don't even be honest. Just be kind. You know? <laughs> yes. That's all we're asking. Because you're not a podcaster. Yeah. You right. don't know. You don't know. You have no idea <laughs> the amount of work and blood, sweat, and tears we pour into this show <laughs> For free, mind week. you. For free. How we much are you paying nothing. for this? No. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. what I thought. Yes, exactly. So you get what you pay for, all right? <laughs> But, yeah, I'm just saying Yelp has enabled uh, people, like much social media has done, to be mean without fear of repercussions. Right. So in a way, part of me is like, heck, yeah, go knock on her door. And be like, what you think? <laughs> you talking about my burgers? You know? Like, you didn't think I would show up? You know? I got your address right here. We just delivered to you. You know? So. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I had a really good Yelp reviews, though. I mean, there was only like right. one of them that was bad, and that lady just got mad because uh, the air conditioner. You've always out. got your one bad oh, yeah. one. Yeah, right. Earth Oddity, there's some some some, <laughs> some jack wagon out there. He, didn't like pineapple he likes pizza. pineapple on yeah, his pizza. Right, that's what it was. And yeah. we said we didn't like pineapple yeah, on the right. pizza, so. Big buck down. <laughs> yeah, big buck down. I'm coming for you. Up yours, by the way. Yeah, I mean, wait till we knock on your door at 10 o'clock at night. You know, we need to track that guy down. Yeah, we do. Just go knock on his door. Hey, we got something for you. Uh, Bring him a pizza. <laughs> what do you say we take a break so I can change the batteries in this thing? Okay, great. All right. New contact lens could let you shoot lasers from your eyes. Okay. (laughs) This comes from Newsweek. Researchers have developed an ultra-thin and flexible membrane less than one one-thousandth of a millimeter thick that can be placed onto a contact lens, enabling the wearer to essentially shoot lasers from their eyes. Wow. The membrane, which was developed by scientists, from the University of St. Andrews in Scotland is made from an organic semiconducting polymer, a broad class of materials that consists of many repeated chains of molecular units. It emits very low-powered laser light when illuminated by another laser. Each membrane is able to produce a unique barcode as a well-defined series of laser beams in the form of sharp lines. This could have applications in identification technology as a kind of wearable security tag, according to the researchers. Oh, that's how they get you right there. So it's not it's not quite laser eyes like right. Superman. Yeah. It's not like a weapon, but right. it's hey, we shine like a little laser on this other on this contact lens and then it yeah. can 
the signature that it emits right. is you know can be unique to the wearer. Well, that's why they got grocery store scanners in there. So <laughs> when they get this technology up, then they're able to track you. Then you know, so yeah, I was saying that's what all the conspiracy people I'm sure are already <laughs> saying about this. So right. Yeah. The membrane, which is one of the world's smallest and lightest lasers, which could also be applied to other objects such as polymer banknotes, in which it could act as an authentication feature to protect against counterfeiting. It even has the potential to be used as a sensor to detect explosives. In a study published in the journal Nature Communications, the researchers described the new membrane and demonstrated its laser-producing capabilities by attaching it to a contact lens and then placing it on the eyeball of a cow, which are often used as an analog for the human eye. The team's results showed that it would be safe to use in humans. Okay. So they're just testing it out on a cow, but I like to yeah. think that the cow is now shooting stuff right. with lasers. Yeah. It's gonna, like it's like burning, eat more chicken <laughs> into the, like, the side of a building. You know? I don't want to be milked today. You know, yeah. I'm tired of getting milked every day. I'll burn this dairy down. Yeah. In ancient Greece, Plato believed that visual perception is mediated by eye beams. Okay. Beams actively sent out by the eyes to probe the environment. Malt Gaither, the physics professor of a school of physics and astronomy at St. Andrews, said in a statement, Plato's emission theory has, of course, long been refuted. We now know that it's actually light coming into the eye, mm-hmm. not eye beams. But superheroes with laser eyes live on in popular culture and comic books. Our work represents a new milestone in laser development and in particular points of the way to how lasers can be used in inherently soft and ductile environments, be it in wearable sensors or as authentication features on bank notes, okay. he added. So kind of well, neat. Yeah. It's not it's not Superman laser vision right. yet, but not yet. But still pretty it's neat. Getting there. It's getting, getting there. there. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so our next story, because you know we've got to wrap the show up yeah. uh, here. Um, Dennis Rodman takes credit for pushing North Korean talks. And as he should. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Dennis Rodman, former San Antonio Spur, by the way, my basketball team from 93 to 95, five-time NBA champion, seven-time NBA rebounding leader, you know, champion every year, uh, great basketball player, was an offensive you know, force when he played uh, – well, I wouldn't say force, but was a lot better at offense mm-hmm. early years when he was in Detroit. Um, former NBA star Dennis Rodman is in a new interview said he believes his work with North Korea resonated to facilitate the current talks over Pyongyang's nuclear program. Rodman told TMZ that he gave North Korean leader Kim Jong-un a copy of one of Pre- President Trump's books. Robin reportedly gave Kim the art of the deal during a visit in 2017. <laughs> I've seen the picture. Yeah, I have to. Online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he didn't realize who Donald Trump was at that time, Rodman said of Kim. Um, Rodman supported Trump's bid uh, for president. You know, he was on the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm -hmm. um, uh, And he said, I don't want to take all the credit. I don't want to sit here and say, I did this, I did that. No, that's not my intention, he said. Um, But he did say he believes his work as a sports ambassador to Pyongyang resonated. I think that has resonated until this whole point now. I don't ask Donald Trump for anything. You know, I like Donald Trump. He's a good friend, Robin said. So uh, he said, I've always asked him to talk to me because he wants the people of North Korea and the government over there asked me to talk to Donald Trump about what they want and how we can solve things. Solve things. The comments from the NBA Hall of Famer come as Trump, Trump gears up for a proposed summit with Kim in the coming weeks. The White House has yet to announce a date or location, but Trump early Monday floated the demilitarized zone on the Korean Peninsula as a possible venue. And, of course, last week you saw Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Moon, the president of South Korea, and Kim Jong-un. Meeting in the demilitarized zone. And all that. We talked about it in the Facebook group, you know, kind of jokingly. So. uh, I but think yeah, they also really, had a magician there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's kind of like to do a show. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which, uh, but, you imagine the pressure. Right. Well, we really <laughs> owe all this to Dennis Rodman. So yeah. I, I just want to give my personal thank you. He's a big listener, if you didn't know, of our podcast. <laughs> um, Dennis Rodman loves us. Uh, you know, he uh, 
he wrote one of these reviews we're going to read later, probably. I don't know for <laughs> sure, but, I mean, it's a good likelihood he did. Yeah. Um, for, you know, getting the ball rolling on that. Everybody thought he was crazy when he was going over there to watch basketball games with with Kim Jong-un, the rocket man, as <laughs> Trump likes to call him. Yeah. But, uh, but who knows? I mean, he probably played a big role in it. You know? Well, I will say this, uh, and this was another news story last week that uh, the Republicans had nominated Donald Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. Which, yes. if this does result in the end of Korean tensions, right. I don't see how he shouldn't be yes, considered. Right. Now, but they, maybe we should throw Dennis Rodman's name yeah, in the hat as well. I mean, let's give Rodman a Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize. Before Donald Trump was calling him Rocket yeah. Man on Twitter, right. we had Dennis Rodman going over there okay. and playing basketball. Yes. Right, yes. Hanging out with him, <laughs> yes. building. And trust. So maybe you know, he deserves the Nobel yeah. Peace Prize. I, I think Un was educated in Switzerland or somewhere, mm-hmm. so he's 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 familiar with the West. Apparently, a lot of Asia is huge with basketball. I love it over there. So uh, you know, he's he's reached out to Rodman. I mean, <laughs> out of all the basketball players, Rodman. But Rodman I would have reached out to Jordan, but yeah, he right. wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have no, called back. Jordan doesn't care about anything but his bank account. That's true. And I mean, it's, he's been criticized that a lot. Or you know, I mean, especially things in Asia, unless they're making his shoes for like two bucks a pop, and he sells right. them for one hundred and fifty dollars. But nah, that's neither here nor there. I probably would have reached out to. Yeah, you got to give your first shot to Jordan. Maybe he did, and Jordan was. Well, it's like when you're trying to sell something, your 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 first price is is going to be way higher than what you really want. So that way, you can come down off that price. It was this, but hey, I'm offering it for this. Right? Yes. Kind of like you finding a co-host for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I got you. (laughs) I wanted uh, Bubba from the Rick and Bubba show. (laughs) He wasn't, but I settled for John Long. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I'm happy to be here, though. Just I'm happy you're here. I mean, I don't want to take all the credit, but I'm just here. You, you, can, take, you can take most of the credit. <laughs> it all started when I gave you Trump's best-selling book, <laughs> The Art of the Deal. <laughs> well, let's see. <clears throat> Do you have any more stories? No, I mean, there was one more, but I don't know if we have time to it? fit it in. That was the, let me get back over here. Uh, the Minnesota man who is urinating in his co-worker's water bottle. <laughs> I've got the man who, who died take, trying to take a selfie with a bear. Which one Which one Ooh, you want to go with? Let's do a selfie with a bear. Okay, That's we'll a do a selfie one. with yeah, a bear. Yeah, I read over that one, too. Okay. Our next story is a little bit grim. Uh, it happened in India. India. Mm-hmm. But the headline here is, Man trying to take a selfie dies after being mauled by a bear. That'll get you. So, a man was mauled to death by a bear after he reportedly tried to take a selfie with the creature. After stopping to go to the toilet on his way home from a wedding, Prabhal Bandara is said to have spotted the injured animal in Nabarangpur district of Odisha in India. <laughs> and you know what's funny is I looked up how to pronounce all this stuff yeah. before we went on the podcast, well, and now I'm struggling. I mean, we got like what Tomka and all that in Alabama, <laughs> yeah. so I get it. You yeah. know, I mean, everybody's about got their weird places. Nabarangpur, that's the name of this place. <laughs> Nabarangpur. <laughs> After stopping to go to the toilet on his way home from a wedding, Prabhu Bangtara is said to have spotted the injured animal in. Nabarangpur district of Odisha in India. His fellow SUV passengers advised him against trying to take the picture with the creature (laughs) because they're good friends. They're trying to help you. They probably not a good idea to jump out there with a bear. As he saddled up to the bear, the bear struck and a struggle ensued. A stray dog also stepped in and bit the bear, but its intervention failed to deter the larger animal. (laughs) Forest ranger Danangjaya Mahapatara said Mr. Batura died on the spot. He added, the bear is being treated for its injuries. So, man died, and they're treating for the bear, which, yeah. I mean, I guess he was just bit by a dog, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, the dog's the <laughs> only one who stuck up for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. his buddies were like, ah, that's sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'd probably, I wouldn't be bailing out to help him either. <laughs> it's right. a bear. Hey, he's gone, guys. It's a bear. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> India had the high. Okay, now the the article is kind of going to take a turn here and just talk about selfie deaths in general. Oh, all right, yeah. India had the highest rate of deaths linked to selfies for the two years between March 2014 and September 2016, with 60 percent of all deaths taking place there. A study claimed last year. Huh. 
These wow. one 17 year old girl died when she was swept over a parapet by a large wave while taking a selfie with friends. Mm. Elsewhere, in 2014, a Mexican man died when a gun he was holding while taking pictures went off, wounding him in the head. <laughs> Yeah. Which I would just like to say, second yeah. rule of gun safety, don't ever point a gun right. at something you don't want to yes. shoot. you got to be muzzle, muzzle conscious. <laughs> yes. You know, have a good muzzle, di- muzzle discipline. Yes. And if the gun went off, it means he pulled the trigger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't just accidentally. They don't just go off. I mean, in general speaking, I'm sure there may be a case. Yeah. But I've never heard of it. Oscar Otero Aguilar, 21, had reportedly been drinking with friends before right. the incident, that'll and he it. died on his way to the hospital. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, yeah, firearms and alcohol just don't mix. They don't. They don't. Firearms don't mix with much, yeah. to be honest with right. you. Yeah. Last year, an American woman was deemed lucky to be alive after she fell some 60 foot from a bridge in California while trying to take a selfie. The unnamed woman suffered fractured bones and a deep wound to her arm, authorities said, having ignored warnings about out-of-bounds areas. Mm. Selfies with bears became something of a trend in 2014, so much so that the U.S. Forest Service was forced to warn people not to get so close to the animals. Oh, wow. They're not like Smokey Bear on <laughs> They're not. I'll just say that much. You know, maybe this is Yogi's fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if we didn't think bears were so cute and, and nice because of all these Disney movies yeah. we watch, maybe we wouldn't be trying to take selfies with them. <laughs> I just want some picnic baskets. <laughs> People have also sparked anger by taking selfies in inappropriate places, such as crime scenes. <laughs> One man was criticized online for apparently taking a selfie using a selfie stick at the location of the Westminster terror attack. And earlier this year, Metropolitan Police was forced to apologize after two officers posted a selfie on Twitter from the site of a murder in East London. Oh, wow. So, selfies can get you in trouble, people. I mean, I know everybody wants, like, a really cool Instagram picture or a really cool profile pic for Facebook, but it's not worth your life, people. It's not worth it. That's that's why none of mine are cool, because I value my life. Yes. That's just me sitting there looking like a dope. Well, let's go to community news. Yes. You want to talk about Cajun Curl real quick? Absolutely. CajunCurl.com. We love Cajun Curl. It's the best spice out there. My aunt and uncle tried some this weekend. They love it. They're sold. Hey, Aunt Joe, Uncle Steve, you know, they'll be moving to town soon, so they'll be buying them out. <laughs> awesome. Get ready, squirrel. Uh, but it's great on anything you put it on. That's what I found. I've yet to put it on anything, and I've been like, this was a mistake. So That's true. It's a good spice. Which, uh, now, I haven't put it on ice cream. I haven't either. I, ha- I thought about it. <laughs> thought about it but i didn't our right. sprinkles are right next to our spices in the kitchen. mashed potatoes so, oh yeah Matt, you talk about i mean you want to kick your mashed potatoes up a notch you can that'll do cajun it curl yeah absolutely cajuncurl.com look for tiny and i'm probably going to appear in some promos for them before too long because yeah. if one thing you want to do is promote your product food product <laughs> is get us on the absolutely because yeah, we will we love to eat. So, anyways. Anybody who looks in at us would say, yeah, they know what they're yeah, talking those about. Those guys are experts. <laughs> we had a bunch of reviews this week, and uh, we cannot bunch. be more thankful to yeah. the listening audience. Right. Yeah, we love you guys. Unfortunately, I mean, we're eventually we'll get through all of them. Yes. But just for this week, simply because we have so many, we're probably going to take, you know, what do you want to do, four? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so... Why don't you take one? Uh, did we read Manny G. Funk's last no, week? No, we did not. All right. I like the name Manny G. Funk, yeah. by the way. Uh, his title is entitled Refreshing. I love your takes on the different current events. Easy listen and gives an opinion the average person would say. Great job. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. You. If you want average opinions, that's, that's what you listen right. to Earth Oddity Podcast. Average for. opinions from average Joes. <laughs> what I care about is five stars. That's right. And thank you so much, Manny G. Funk, for the five-star review. <laughs> Our next one comes from Brian. Ooh, man. I'm going to say Dassault. Brian Dassault. Odd, funny, great, exclamation point. Five stars. Boom. Love the stories you go over so much. There are some really bizarre stories, like the Ohioan and her Chihuahua dog. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> that was she a good story. She should have put Cajun girl She on should it. have. That's right. 
Not gonna lie, what caught my attention is Elon Musk's take on artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Right. And Elon Musk thinks so, and I think so as well. As do I. Yes. And I don't know anything about it other than what we've <laughs> talked about on this show. Yep. Um, next, Our next review comes from Donna Barrow Green. Hysterical and entertaining. Five stars. I thought this show was so funny. The host had such a great repartee. Mighty big word for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, the stories are strange and offer an entertaining take on current news. The show on The Bachelor was on target. target. Uh, shout out to Deidre. I'm a <laughs> yeah. fan. I'm, she's a fan. So thanks, uh, Donna Barrow Green. We might come to your house at 10 p.m. and shake your hand. <laughs> and also, this one comes from Doc Pete. Five stars. If he'd been a real ninja... <laughs> He would have deflected that bullet. Truth. That's, that's, that is true. <laughs> yes. These guys are seriously cracking me up. There need to be more shows celebrating the Davenport, Iowa ninja community, <laughs> which I agree. I, I it should too. be. <laughs> I'm glad we were able to do our part, <laughs> which I'm sure is robust. And the animals that sue them for copyright infringement, in parentheses, most delightful story of the year. They're charming clearly having a good time and fill that hole in my week in which I belong in a bar with beer at an hour which is happy. Thanks, guys. All right. So, I personally am not much of a drinker, but anything I can do to make your experience better, no matter what you're doing, just be responsible. That's that's a great thing. You don't want to get your firearms mixed up when (laughs) you're drinking and all that. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. And always listen to Earth Oddity. Exactly. (laughs) If you listen to us drunk, it might enhance your listening experience. I don't know. If you listen to us sober, it'll enhance your listening experience. I know sometimes I sound drunk when I do this show, but I'm not there. Just so for all my Baptist friends out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where it is, whether it's iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Acast, Podcast Republic. Yeah. Go and join the Podcast Republic, the one and only true utopia yeah. on the planet Earth. It's a republic, yeah. just like our great country here. <laughs> yes. So, if you love America, you'll love Podcast Republic. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at underscore Earth Oddity. Yep. we got you Instagram. Can, Instagram is the same. exact same handle. Yeah. And we thank you so much for listening. Everybody, go out and have a great week. Great. Great. Great All week. All right. We'll catch y'all next week. All right. All right, bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.